got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. What is Bud Light, Budweiser, Jack Daniels, and Jim Beam all have in common? What? The the letter I. <laughs> They're also all alcohol. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> With that great intro, uh, as you guys can probably gather... Uh, we're going to dive into the nice topic of alcohol and whether or not, basically our thoughts on it and what is drunk, what is not drunk. What does it mean when the Bible says that it is a sin to be drunk? What is the point of being drunk? And for both of us, just our backgrounds, we've both been under um, just kind of, I don't know what the right word is, not like, you know, just we've been, we've been taught and grown up with. Like, yeah, even the idea of alcohol, especially when I was, like, younger, younger. Um, like, just the idea of alcohol is just, like, it's, like, it's an absolute no. Something you don't touch, something you don't do. Um, and then, obviously, as we've grown up, and we'll talk about it as we go. We've just, you know, looking in, you know, scripture and just looking at life in general and um, just kind of the, I don't know, I want to say the way of the world because we don't want to just be, you know, people of the world. But also, I think there's something to, um, I don't know, alcohol and uh, just being able to gather around with friends and stuff and be able to enjoy something that I think is definitely something that the Lord has given to us to enjoy. And so we just kind of want to hash out that and how to do so responsibly and within some of the, you know, just the boundaries that we see scripture actually giving us. Right. And to, to just kind of give, you know, a little bit more on like where we're at right now, we, we both, uh, we both drink, we both, I have no problem with any sort of any type of alcoholic drink. I know there's some people that draw lines between um, hard liquors and whatever the opposite of that is, you know, like beers and wines and you being in the military, um, me obviously being in the military lifestyle. um, I think we both obviously can see how how alcohol plays a huge part in the military and not to get into that whole thing, but it definitely um, I think gives gives us uh, a way to i guess kind of mm-hmm. kind of like coffee is right to the average person you you go out for coffee you guys want to go out for drinks and we should be discerned in the amount and everything but it also can open up doors um in this lifestyle um mm-hmm. with with those people so we just just to sum that all up we, we have no problem with alcohol we both drink alcohol uh but we both recognize that the bible says that while drinking alcohol is is acceptable and possibly even encouraged at times um mm that it says that being drunk is a sin. Uh, we're not going to go into all the theology of that. If you if you disagree with us, that's fine. It's a debated topic. Um, there's plenty of sermons and messages and teachings out there on the topic. So we're not going to dive into are we right on that uh, simply because we are, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but also because that's just not um, our topic here today. We're, we're taking the uh, baseline assumption um, or not the assumption. We're taking the the baseline uh, belief that that drinking alcohol is okay, but being drunk is a sin. So how yeah. do we know uh, when it goes from from drinking, uh, or when it goes from just having a drink um, to being drunk? 
the idea of drunkenness, I think this applies to a lot of different areas of just life in general when we're talking about scripture as well. Um, I think the biggest point that scripture itself points out or goes after, and I think this is littered throughout all of the Bible, is the idea of we like the idea of self-control, but not just the idea of self-control within like the context of like an action, but the idea of you always are um, in control of yourself. Like not just the in control of what you are taking in as far as, you know, we can even take that to a modern day context of, you know, media or um, even certain friends. um, And then obviously to our topic of just alcohol and drinking and stuff like that, or even eating. Um, But also the idea of being sound of mind, of being someone who um, has good judgment, um, because that's, I think that's what is truly um, important. And to that extent too, I think it's not even just the fact of um, taking yourself from a sound mind to an unsound mind, but it's as like, it's having good judgment, good, like, uh, yeah, it's good judgment, but it's, it's, and upholding yourself in a certain way. Drinking alcohol is often abused in many different ways. And if, if we're drinking alcohol, even not to the point of being drunk, Mm -hmm. even if it's one for the wrong reasons, that's just as wrong. Right. And I, I think a lot of people do that. I, you know, whether that's, you know, because they're stressed or uh, they, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. you're just trying to fill that gap. That's, that's not good either. Right. And like, and the Bible, the Bible points that way in the, in what you were saying about how that it, you know, are you of a sound mind beforehand even? Right. And I think what you are intaking slash like how you are behaving in certain situations, whether it's alcohol or any number of things that you're using to um, put in place of what the, of what the Lord should be the focus of. I think that's like when we, when we, cause we've talked about like where our hearts at, like throughout this podcast, like, like, like all of our podcasts. Just left of my sternum. Just left of my sternum. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of to your point, though, the 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 verse that we always point to with this topic is Ephesians five eighteen: to not be drunk with wine, but be filled by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think we we focus on the first part of that, but not the second part of that, and not the inverse of that. Or sure, or the I think that'd be the right word. Yeah. Um. Do not be drunk with wine. Straightforward, but be filled by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, for one, be filled with the Spirit prior. Yeah. But also, um, that would mean that if you are drinking wine, you can be filled by the Spirit. Yeah. Do not drink so much wine that you can no longer be filled with the Spirit. Sure. And it's how I would it, how I would interpret that. Yeah. Because when you're filled with the Spirit, that in and of itself is going to drive you toward action. Right. It's going to drive you toward right something that is life-giving something that is joyful something that is pleasing to the lord instead of when you do the flip side of that where i think i've even heard christians make this argument it's like they're they're using well you'll use alcohol they're using alcohol to like a faith-based or evangelical gain and i think even though maybe that has some good intention behind it i think even more so it's like okay let's fill this with the spirit and if that is what that day leads to i think not only is that better but that's also a more responsible way to think about it because every decision is going to be based off of okay this is something that i'm working with me and the lord between 
if say it is an evangelical gain rather than I'm going at this with strategy and my own effort because I know I can connect with this person over a drink, you know? Right. So I want to, I want to go to, to Luke seven because I think this one just really proves the point of, um, of just kind of the whole idea of alcohol. Can I have more than one? Can I have any at all? Um, Jesus says uh, in verse 33, uh, for John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine. And you say he has a demon. So let's just, you know, pause right there for a second. Mm-hmm. Drinking no wine. He has a demon. Okay. Yeah. So that's not really helping his cause in, in this case. Right. Uh, verse, 34, verse 34, uh, the son of man has come eating and drinking. And you say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. You know, right off the bat there, I'm seeing, okay, John the Baptist, no bread, no wine. Um, son of man, Jesus, um, comes eating and drinking bread and wine and the religious folks are calling out both of them, even though they're doing the opposites. Um, so let's just have that at the baseline first, but also, uh, have you, have you ever legitimately called somebody drunk who does not drink alcohol? No. I mean, let, I you see some guy at Walmart and you're like, oh, me, he must be hammered. But like, you would never. But you expect like, look- an alcoholic to go to Walmart. You know, no offense to Walmart, but. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, my point is like, you would never actually accuse somebody like to their face of being drunk when you know that they don't, that when you know that they don't drink alcohol. Yeah, I wouldn't. So obviously, I mean, and this verse also says that Jesus d- did drink, but that the fact that they call him a drunkard means that he also drank a significant amount i guess let's put it that way he obviously wasn't drunk Mm -hmm. but he drank enough that they could at least make that accusation right which i think throws out the window the whole uh, theology of you know you can only have one and that's not like if that's you don't don't take that as a i'm calling you out yeah but if the theology if your theology is i can only have one because of the Bible says I can only have one. I I would argue against that right here. Mm-hmm. Let me just point out here too that that there are there's a lot of people that um, don't drink alcohol for various yeah. reasons, and we have nothing against those people. There's I mean there's verses uh, Paul writes that you know you basically um, abide by your convictions, and I know people that have a serious conviction about alcohol, and we have no problem with that. We're not telling you you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that especially I've wanted to be sensitive toward is not just in the area of alcohol but people's convictions and what it is like their own relationship with them and the lord what the things that make them trip up like there's there's different things that make us trip up in our walk with the lord different things that make us go down a a path that is not great and i think for a lot of people that that is alcohol that is um you know partaking in that way um and so absolutely, and we have to be sensitive in those areas, but not just with alcohol. I think growing a sensitivity for the weaknesses of our brothers and sisters, and then obviously sharing our own as well. You know, I like I had, I had a friend who has struggled with, you know, uh, just sexual sins, sexual desires. And there's certain we're all going to watch a movie together. And he came up to me as like, hey, man, I, I don't know if I'll watch this movie. Like, don't really feel comfortable. And we're like, oh, bro, like, absolutely. Let's watch something else. That's not, you know that's not going to gear you toward that and so i think there's more than just that area as well but we want to be sensitive toward you know the convictions of others as well right exactly and i think our our thing is more of if that's your conviction by all means abide by Mm -hmm. it like that's biblical to abide by your convictions 
Um, but if you're if you're arguing against people like us who do drink by saying that that the Bible that that we are wrong according to the Bible, that's where we have a problem. Sure. Is if it's if it's not just a conviction, you just um, are claiming that the Bible says you cannot drink, and so people like us are wrong. Um, right. And I mean, we have a podcast, so we're clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we move into actually uh, the line of what we believe that drunk is? And let me just right off the bat say that this is subjective. The Bible does not have any sort of hard line. Um, this is our, our subjective reasoning. We're not claiming that this is uh, like a hard biblical stance that you must abide by. Right. Um, I think I, I kind of touched on it earlier as well, but um, being of sound mind in control of your actions emotions that's what i would call being quote-unquote sober or not drunk i think the and i would i would even say i heard someone someone talk about this it, it had been a couple years ago so i can't even remember who said it but i thought it was a really good point of it was in this whole alcohol talk and they made the connection between someone who um who feeds off of like anger and feeds off of um, like emotion and loses control in that context. And, but there's, there's things that feed that. So like thoughts and there's certain actions that feed that emotion. And then that projects something that is not them, but that gives them some sort of satisfaction when they release all that and Mm -hmm. kind of made the same correlation of, you know, what like almost like, question the audience of like what what is what is the difference like what is the difference of someone who's in that position yet we look at someone who is you know quote unquote have had a few drinks and starting to go that and see that as worse you know so i think that's important to correlate as well but again we're talking about alcohol so like when you when you have a drink when you're drinking with people i think environment is key i think um who are you with uh also because some people are gonna i think that might be the most important one too and then as we're talking about earlier like every day our goal is to fill ourselves with the spirit and that is what is going to um that will trump all of our our decisions because i I don't think our decision making is that great but it's going to trump our decisions so that um i i would argue that that the point of being drunk is when you are no longer um in complete control of yourself I, I don't think that just saying that your you know your your not personality your behavior might be altered a little bit because mm-hmm. I mean like coffee can do that like you give me enough caffeine like I'm gonna bounce off the walls I'm just gonna be really loud I'm like oh, yeah. I, I don't think that's that's wrong um, same thing if you have a couple if you have a few drinks and you know you're just a little more loose you're a little more you laugh at everything like I don't think that that's yeah. that's wrong it's it's when are you no longer in complete hundred percent control of yourself. Whether that be uh, you know physically, bodily, whether that be mentally, emotionally, whatever that may be, I think as soon as soon as you, um, I, I I think we often look at it as like here's the line, don't cross it. I think it's more of like okay, here's the line, don't get to it. We often look at stuff like this, and I think um, like alcohol, um, sexual uh, uh, sins. Um, I think those are the two big ones, really, where it's like okay, where's that line so I don't mm-hmm. cross it. Right. And I think really we ought to be looking at, okay, where's that line? I don't even want to get to it. Right. You get to a point as well when you get, when you're starting to get close to that line, you're, 
your guard is your guard is down you not only is your guard down but also your i keep i hate saying the judgment but every, all your senses are just they're being depleted right um right and i think something that i've always looked at in scripture to kind of just point me in the right direction is you've got you've got an entire you know you got the devil and you have an entire world system that is out to get you. And so when you let your guard right. down to a certain extent, you're putting yourself in danger. Like this, this line, like, yes, like it's, it's something that, you know, the Lord, you know, I don't know, like the Lord has these boundaries for us to stay within. And I think a lot of times it's looked too much upon as like, Oh, he's just, it's this oppressive ruling like you know kind of like good versus evil um kind of system but in reality yeah. like we have we have to continue to bring us back to the idea that these rules are for our benefit that these guidelines are for our um they're not restrictions they're not restrictions they're to keep us safe and re- and really they're keep us safe and keep us in a in a well, it's like in how it's like in how I met your mother. That one episode where like Robin gets like that whole like Mexican family living with her, and she's like trying right. to be all chill, and she's like some uh, some rules. You know what? Let's not even call them rules. Let's just yeah. call them ideals for harmonious living. Right. That's I mean that's really what it is. Yeah. And so like even in like what I think is funny, just when people get all you know pissed off about you know Christian rules and stuff, it's like you have rules within like relationships. There are like guidelines that you follow in like a group of friends or they, they should or else you're you probably if you don't you probably look at that friend group and they're you know it's probably not great to be honest with you but like there's like social or they hate you or they hate you <laughs> there's like but there's social norms you follow and i think in the same way it's not so much of like a okay i need to have this much to drink or like i can't drink or like honestly drinking is just like you know it's a free-for-all there is that restriction under it and there is that like there's that cir- there's that circle of like okay of safe there's that circle of safety <laughs> so so to speak and like but like i think that's the point it's like when you get out of that and i think that's where scripture starts hounding on it is you're in a territory right. that is dangerous not only to you but to those around you and it hampers your um your ability to be a good witness to be a good ambassador to right. be able to help others and to be able to you know live accordingly why don't we why don't, why don't you why don't we discuss um uh the legal limit and uh um having enough to drink that you no longer that you as a smart person decide you can't drive regardless of what your bac is because some people would say that drunk means that you've crossed the legal limit or some people would say that if you if you don't feel like you ought to drive that that's that you're drunk I mean, I would, I would, I really wouldn't say that le- like the legal idea of you know not being able to get behind a wheel is necessarily drunk. Um, again, like, like we even point back to me and you, like we've had like you know a couple drinks around the fire, and like I would definitely right. say I'm not going to hop in a car and go drive down the road, but like also there's absolutely nothing about that that would, I would say that I was ever. Um, not in control of myself given the context that we're in now right. if I hop in a car sure I probably potentially don't have as much well okay not potentially I don't have as much control as I should and I don't have right. as much um, 
yeah, I just don't have as much control as I sh- as I would have if I don't didn't have a drink. So absolutely not, I shouldn't go behind a car. But around a fire, you know, we could be talking about whatever. We can talk politics. We can talk just goofy stuff that we normally do. Old stories. We can talk be talking theology. And in that same sense, I would definitely make the argument that I am an, I am in sound mind and in full control of the situation given the context that we're in. I mean, we've we've both been at points where we like would say that we should not drive at all. Yeah. But I I wouldn't say that I was I was drunk in that moment. It was mm-hmm. just I you know because it's it's more than it's not just a sense like a mindset. It's a your reaction time is a little slower and everything. Like it's just like being tired. Well, even um like flying. Like of course we have like our twelve hour you know bottle of throttle rule, and so yeah we right. can't drink. But like you know arguably sure you probably have a beer and you're probably gonna be fine. But like even beyond that, like there's certain drugs and there's like ambience and there's stuff like that that like we we can't take. But you can't take the within you know there's certain hour limits on different drugs depending on what they are. But before flying, you can't have those. So I'm not going to sit here and say that's wrong to partake in those because at some point that's going to hamper my ability to do something else. But right. those are things that are extremely beneficial and like good for you in context. But then. In flying, you want all your, even if you're hurting a little bit physically, you don't want any of your actual senses being depleted by a drug. And so, no, right. no, you're gonna abstain from that for that period so that you can, you know, be the sharpest you can be. I also, I also think measuring stuff is uh, never a real solid scale when we're talking theology. Yeah, I mean, I've never taken a breathalyzer, so I, I have, I have no idea what point oh eight is. Yeah, I don't, um, know I don't know what point oh six is. I don't know. Probably what depends, honestly. It probably depends. Yeah, anyway, de- yeah, well, it depends on the person. Person. But I, like, like I, much- I, I have, I have no idea, and I don't. That doesn't change. Even if I did, that wouldn't change anything, right? Because I'm still like I'm. If I, assuming I know what point oh eight would be like, yeah. If I'm at point oh seven, I'm not going to drive, right? Like in my head, again, I have no idea what the scale even is right i mean i'm like i I mean i know the logic but i i don't know what that feels like to me yeah like i'm in my head if i'm above like 0.04 i'm not driving right so i i don't think i don't think that that's even like that that even really had no that does have something to do with the law obviously yeah but like as far as this discussion goes theologically speaking i don't think that really has a place in the whole situation right things that are kind of grouped together like we're trying to talk like theology and like the idea of um you know what is it that we're striving for theology not just like the legal part but like galatians five twenty one, like the, it's grouping like envy drunkenness orgies and things like these i love how it's like it it groups envy and with that too so i think that's like again it's something that's just it slips it, they slip it in there and it's overlooked so often um but like grouping those i warned you as i warned you before you know those who partake won't inherit the kingdom of God, which that's a whole nother topic of what that exact, exactly means. Um, Proverbs 20, um, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. And I like that idea of like led astray. Like, yeah. again, I don't, I really think you can make a really good argument for the wine and even the strong drink that's not inherently bad. This is what those lead to. You know, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, whatever. 
but then it's it's the idea of that it leads you somewhere you're giving yourself over to something that is you know potentially has something that's could you know tie a rope around your neck and drag you down a way that you don't want to go which is why when we go into something you're being filled by the spirit and that's not like oh i'm gonna drink tonight i need to fill myself with the spirit like that's the everyday <laughs> idea of like okay we're dying to ourself we are like taking if that's up where our, we're cross. At our theology there's a whole other uh right. <laughs> debate or a whole other concern we've got going on yeah well that's what's sad is maybe maybe we could talk about that too because i've seen it way too much but like um what's the dying to ourself take our cross verse the corinthians it's paul but dying uh, to yourself take every cross no it's timothy die to yourself take every cross follow me um no 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 gonna, that's that's jesus I talking about romans i was thinking uh oh you mean that one yeah, yeah. oh um uh whoever that's like whoever the whole his um, life will lose it whoever loses yeah. his life will find it no that's jesus talking to peter on the mount right no or the disciples yeah because paul has another because paul has another correlation of that but it's the like follow me as i follow christ but then jesus has his die to yourself take every cross and follow me which is paul's john follow me as i follow christ is just it's so good deep oh it's so good um but anyway you got they can look it up um google if you're that worried about it but like the idea of like you die to yourself you take up the cross as christ did obviously with the help of christ and you follow him i think a lot of like the stuff that we've been talking about like in like even the verses i just brought up like the idea of being like led astray and like the um the enemy having a foothold in a place in your life like you can partake in these things but when you do it in such a way as when the Lord leads into that, then I think there is that that is putting your defense up and that is taking doing your due diligence to make sure when you are engaging in some sort of activity, especially alcohol, you can do so safely and responsibly and not risk, you know, losing your witness, I guess. Right. I also say to that, like there I was having a conversation the other day, they're like, bro, I like had to get not give up sports but i had to like stop watching sports live and like just look at the um you know like take it in moderation like a sports game a week because like it would turn into like extreme competitive competitiveness like isolation from everyone and then anger and then like my language would go out the door and then my thoughts would go out the door and then that would bring in this whole new set of like even after the game was over i'm so riled up that like everything in life would just make me mad and like even if we won like these feelings and then he was like man that would open the door for like sexual temptation and laziness and like all i was like holy crap bro like (laughs) like yeah (laughs) i don't blame you dude (laughs) but like to that but to that it's like you know sure like we hound on alcohol and like all this stuff but like man like check your heart like in all areas because you really don't have any idea what the devil might put his try to get his foot in the door with exactly Exactly. And take advantage of. I I, th- I think really what we're going at is really honestly just really explaining First Corinthians ten thirty one the whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. The question is not are we re- are we getting to that point of being drunk and therefore being sinful. The point is are we drinking to the glory of God? Right. Are we are we drink are are we creating that community with people? Yeah. Are we? I mean it doesn't even have to be that. I mean like are we 
I, I can eat a donut to the glory of God while I'm watching a football game. Like it's, you it's just a whole. Dozen, it's a, though. Yeah. Like not to the glory of God. Yeah. <laughs> unless they're Krispy Kreme. Uh, but Amen. if you, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a, it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle of life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's staying in the lifestyle of life, baby. Amen, brother. It's, it, it, it's 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 a uh, it, it's just the it's the way we live it's not that you know it's not like um am i praying for this beer before i drink it <laughs> and that's not gonna sit mean like every time you have a drink of bourbon that it's glorifying directly to god but are we are we using that to glorify god with friends right. with people to gain those connections that um Honestly, I'm sure you and me probably really wouldn't have if we didn't drink yep. with military people. Right. Um, and so I think that's that's really just what it comes down to is um, it's don't be don't be asking the question of is this is this one one too many? Mm-hmm. It's are we doing this all to the glory of God? And and am I far enough away from that line? That's not even a concern. Right. Yep. Agreed. Well, all right. Do you have, uh, you know, want to argue something? Let us know. I'm down to argue. Oh yeah, well we can we can hit we can hit this kind of stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Well, if if you just want to like write in to argue us, oh, like yeah. we'll we'll revisit stuff. We'll uh, we'll address some concerns. We're we're down with that. Heck yeah. We don't get offended easily. Oh uh, yeah. Come after us, bro. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 